Hi, my name is Levi Lowry, and welcome to our weekly Maison Mission program. It's hard to believe, but this is episode number 14. Maison Mission is an inclusive faith community. The word Maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. The Maison Mission is about finding greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. You can find out more about Maison Mission through the links in the description of this program. Maison Mission continues to evolve into a faith community where those of us who are seekers and questioners feel safe to ask hard questions. It's a place where we're reminded that God's love has absolutely no strings attached. I believe in Maison because for so many years I've longed to find a faith community that values social justice, equality, and affirmation as a pure reflection of what Jesus came to show the world. I've also longed to find community with like-minded people who are okay with my questions and doubts. And at Maison, that's what I've found. I also believe in the gifts of Kevin Brushert and Levi Lowry, and that they're more than capable of leading this community into greater things. Right now, both Kevin and Levi are working full-time jobs outside of Maison. Our goal is to bring both of them on salary so they can focus more of their time and energy into building this community, and quite frankly, to help with the burden that comes with burning the candle at both ends working multiple jobs. In order to support their salaries, we need your help. If you like what you're seeing at Maison, and if you believe in our mission and want to be a part of building something new, would you consider partnering with us to help make this happen? We believe in financial transparency, and we've determined that in order to bring both Kevin and Levi on part-time, we needed an additional $4,000 a month coming in on a regular basis. So I'm asking you to consider supporting Maison with a recurring donation of $50, $100, or whatever it is you feel compelled to commit. These funds will go towards their salaries and ultimately to help build this faith community into something beautiful. All donations are tax deductible, and every bit we receive makes a difference and helps us grow. So please consider partnering with us. We'd love to have you, and we greatly appreciate your generosity and support. You can visit our giving site at maison.churchcenter.com forward slash giving. Thanks. So I want to take just a quick moment and just say thank you to our friends at Anthem Church. For the last couple of months, we've been recording a lot of our content at Anthem. Um, the music portion of our program is recorded in their student environment, and they've been gracious enough to let us use some other spaces that they have to record our messages and announcements. Um, I also just want to give a personal note about Anthem. Um, in this time of transition, as we've been getting Maison off the ground, they've been so gracious and helpful to me and my family. Um, my kids have been plugging into their kids and youth programs, and Aaron and I have been attending worship services there. Um, some of you might be wondering, why is one of the pastors from this church telling us that he's been going to another church? <laughs> um, well, it's because the kingdom of God is bigger than just one church. Uh, we're not on opposing teams. We're on the same team. Um, you know, if I'm really honest, this time of transition has been a really challenging season for me and for my family. And while I can't say much about the circumstances surrounding my departure from my last church, I will say that it's been hard for us. 
Um, and it would have been really easy to isolate ourselves and disconnect from church altogether. But I'm thankful for Anthem because they've been a safe place for us to process our grief, uh, to press into God and to allow Him to heal our hearts. Um, their generosity to us in opening their spaces to help us out as we build the Maison mission has been such a blessing to us and has created a lot of margin for us to be able to do so much with the little that we have. Um, it's also given me hope for what the Big C Church can really be. Uh, Anthem and Maison ultimately have the same goal, to encourage people and share the good news of Jesus. And so as Maison grows and as we follow our calling to create greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus, I hope that we'll have more partners. I hope that someday we'll be able to help other startups like ours as they pursue their unique callings that they have to make a difference in our world with the gospel. So to the staff and the people of Anthem Church who have helped us along in our journey, thank you. All right. So... If you've been watching our programs or hanging out with us for more than five minutes, you know that what we're doing here at Maison Mission is pretty unique. Um, we're tackling issues that most churches avoid, like how to, how to deal with different interpretations of the Bible, dealing with political alignments and divisions, racial reconciliation, caring for our LGBTQ neighbors in ways that fully include them into our community. You know, our goal has always been to make a home for the spiritual homeless and to encourage each other in the good news of Jesus. That manifests itself in ways that can be challenging for many people observing what we're doing from the outside. Which leads me to this. So the other week I had an interesting exchange with an old friend through a series of messages on social media. Now this friend wasn't just a casual acquaintance, we've done a lot of life together. This was someone who, who, who I knew really well, um, and, and like I said, he'd walked through some really hard stuff, good stuff, life stuff. Uh, but, but this is someone who I would consider a real friend. Um, and we were having an exchange about Maison and the last series that we did here, Words of God, where we talked about the different interpretations of Scripture and how to properly handle some of the most challenging Scriptures. Um, now, this friend is seminary educated, and uh, he was coming in pretty hot in our conversation. Uh, he was concerned that we weren't talking more about things like the absolute truth of the Bible and affirming that the Bible was what he believed to be the literal words of God. Um, somewhere in the conversation, he says, I just don't want you to go down a path where you become one of those progressive Christians. And it was said with this accusatory tone, and it, it felt like a negative diss. Um, it seemed this term placed me and Maison outside of the bounds of whatever his Christianity was. And if, as if he's the one who gets to decide that anyways. Um, but why do people do this? Why do we need to place people in and out? And worse yet, this also felt like our friendship was hanging in the balance. I was going to end up on the wrong side of a battle that I didn't even want to fight. This conversation sent me on a pretty wild ride. I kept coming back to asking myself, what does that label progressive Christian even mean? It's not a label I chose for myself, so I don't need to embrace it, yet I wanted to know what it meant to him and why it was being used in a negative way to push me away from a place of belonging in our friendship. So I just started asking questions. I asked my friends, I asked on social media, I asked some of my mentors, 
You know, progressive is a politically ideological term to describe those with a politically progressive stance. Like, just like conservatives support a conservative value and, and liberals would push for a more liberal interpretation of our laws. Progressives are usually looking to advance society and technological advances while protecting the environment, working towards eliminating barriers of entry for any people to participate in any of these things. But as I asked these questions of my friends from all different political persuasions, I discovered a few things. And one was this. We are never going to be enough for anyone with a critical eye. So what I mean by this is this. You're never going to be conservative enough for conservatives. You're never going to be progressive enough for progressives. You're never going to be liberal enough for liberals. I don't know if we really will be Christian enough for Christians. You see, no matter how far we're willing to go to be an accepted part of an ideology, the most fervent followers will always find a way to keep us from truly belonging to it. There will always be more sacrifices to give and further boundaries to push. You know, my friend John Berkmeyer at Anthem calls this never stop, never stopping, because we just seem to push everything to the extremes with no limit or pause to think if what we're doing is actually realistic, practical, or ultimately helpful. This is why I try to avoid identifying with a political ideology, because eventually they all end up going to extremes and painting the other side as the evil empire. It's hard to love when there's always an enemy to hate. But there was something else. You know, Maison is driven by curiosity. Levi and I started this journey together by asking questions. We even have said to each other things like, all questions are valid, and we never want to stop asking questions about God and our faith. You know, curiosity is almost a central part of what Maison is. Yet, what was bothering me in this exchange with my friend was that this value of curiosity that Maison was practicing was somehow it was viewed as something dangerous. But that's it. Sometimes asking questions is dangerous, especially in the public arena. Sometimes we're put in impossible situations where we're asked to speak out, but we know that if we do, it will ultimately result in us losing the trust, support, or connection to those asking us to tell our truth. I've experienced this many times in the past. It's really tough to walk through the feelings of betrayal and hurt that we experience when we're pushed away or discarded for being honest with our questions. I want to take a look in the scripture in the book of John chapter 3. You know, here we see a guy named Nicodemus. He's having a conversation with Jesus, but there are some things about the conversation worth noting. You see, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was part of the ruling class of the Jewish teachers of the law. Yet, in this conversation, he approaches Jesus in secret at night because he's afraid to ask his questions. He doesn't want his peers to know that he had questions for Jesus. Because, as I said just a moment ago, asking questions can be dangerous. Nicodemus was part of a group of people who didn't like Jesus very much. The things that Jesus was saying and the miracles that he was performing really challenged the Pharisees and their ability to leverage religion to keep people under their rules. 
Yet Nicodemus was drawn to Jesus' teachings so much that he needed to talk to Jesus firsthand. Nicodemus had questions, but he also knew that the conversation he needed to have with Jesus could cost him if he was found out by the Pharisees. I think many of us can really relate to Nicodemus here. You know, it's possible that, that Nicodemus was deconstructing his own beliefs, trying to figure out how Jesus fits into it all, desperate for answers to understanding what it means to follow him. Nicodemus can't sleep, and he ventures out in the dark of night to confront Jesus with his deepest and darkest questions. I know I can relate to that. After some confusing exchanges about being born again and born of the Spirit, Jesus concludes his time speaking with Nicodemus. He tells him this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. You know, we love John 3.16. That's our jam. You know, God so loved the world. We see the signs of football games, and many of us have memorized the verse. But here, in the context of this story, it kind of changes the meaning a little bit, doesn't it? Jesus is talking with a Pharisee. He's not evangelizing to the unchurched here. Yet, that verse is modern Christianity's, it's the verse that modern Christianity is basically founded on, but yet here is being shared with someone who knows the scriptures, who knows the laws, who knows how God is supposed to work in the world around him. Maybe the reason this truth is so profound isn't because it's good news for those who've never heard it before. Maybe it's good news for those of us who need to be reminded Maybe it's good news for those of us who've lost our way. Those of us who've been wooed off the path into the slumber of religious repetitive motions. A path of least resistance. Maybe Jesus is reminding us here that those of us with questions, those of us kept awake at night, we're not condemned. We're not discarded. In fact, I think this is what Jesus is telling Nicodemus when he says, whoever lives by truth comes into the light because he knew that Nicodemus was deconstructing and Jesus was encouraging him, don't process your questions in isolation. Don't be afraid to come out into the light with this stuff because when we repress our true selves and we deny our questions, we push our hearts into the dark. And that's not what Jesus wants. Move towards the light. Don't go back to being a Pharisee where the evil plans they were plotting were kept in secret. This was a challenge to Nicodemus to choose a different path for himself. That's really, really good. 
And that's what Maison is. This is the place where we can come and ask those hard questions. It's a place where we can bring those ideas and thoughts out of the darkness and into the light. Now, I want to close our time today with this verse from one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's also written by John. It's from 1 John chapter 4. And it says this in verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Jesus loves you. Full stop. You don't need to follow any kind of ideology or program in order to receive God's love for you. You are already created in the love of God, inherently an image bearer of Him. No one can take that away from you. We need to stop letting others define us. We will never be enough for them. But we're more than enough for God, and He desires to dwell in us. We need to love our brothers and sisters because we can't love God if we can't love our brothers and sisters. We also need to stop canceling every person, idea, or thing that we come across that doesn't fit into some weird ideological clique that we're told we need to line up with in order to be fully woke. We need to have grace for each other. We need to love, really love. The only way that Maison Mission is going to make strides in effectively building bridges in our community with others is if we really love them. We can't sit back and wait for those who need Maison to find us. Our Black, Asian, Native American, and Hispanic friends need us. Our LGBTQ plus friends need us. Our subculture and fringe friends need us. The gamers online need us. The students at UF, our own families, and our next door neighbors all need us. Not to come up with some clever evangelical tactic to invite them to church. You are the church. Be the church. Love your neighbor. Make a casserole and bring it to that family that you know is going through hell right now. Love your community. Stand in solidarity with our black brothers and sisters when they protest for equality. Or join those of us who will be giving hugs to our gay and lesbian friends during the Pride Parade this fall. We're all in this together. And we can change the world if we just love each other. Stop being so judgy. We don't have to agree on everything to be in community together. Unity is not uniformity. We can't break free from the toxic fundamentalism we were raised in just to create another list of standards that we can never achieve perfection with. And stop trying to fix everything. Just be present and love each other. This is how we start the Maison movement, through showing the world that the church is love and that we're here. Because Jesus loved us first. That's how we can love. So I guess we go back to the original question that I started this whole talk with today. I don't care what label you place on Maison or me. We are progressive when we need to be. We're conservative when we need to be. Whatever that means as a label, I don't care. 
What I do care about is that the good news of Jesus is shared with the world and that those listening to this message today would be encouraged and challenged and sense the love of God moving through this community. Let's pray together. God, we just submit ourselves to you. Not because we want you to take us somewhere where we don't want to go, but Lord, we want to submit ourselves to you because we want to love the way that you love. Lord, loving is hard. It's not easy. And we need you. We need you to empower us. We need you to come with your grace and help us. Lord, there are people around us. There's people in our immediate vicinity who are hurting, who are going through hard stuff, who need to be reminded that you're real, that you're present, and that you're there. So Lord, help us as a community. Help us find those ways that we can make a difference. Lord, open our eyes to see the opportunities around us. Lord, and help us to not fall into the traps of being labeled by others and conforming to ideals of this world that you never intended us to be a part of. Lord, you have such greater things in store for us. We love you. We fix our hearts on you today. Amen. A few reminders before you go. Continue the conversation with us. It's Sunday Download today at 4 p.m. on Zoom. It's a great way to connect with each other and talk about the weekly program and the journey that we're on together. If you're interested in joining us, let us know in the comments or message us on Facebook, or you can send us an email at info at maisonmission.com. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, we'd love to have you join us. We've partnered with our friends at Borderland Mission in Nashville and many others around the world to put together a daily Lenten devotional program. These short videos are released on our Facebook and YouTube channels daily until Easter Sunday. Make sure to like and subscribe. Maison Mission is a non-denominational church. These programs and conversations are only possible through the financial support and donations from people just like you. If our program encouraged you today, consider supporting Maison Mission with a one-time gift or on a recurring basis. You can give through the link shown on your screen and we'll also be displaying our giving links on a slide at the end of this program. Thank you so, so much. Join us again next week as we continue in our series again and again. Have a great week. Thank you.